The Morning Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. Good morning, Lincoln, Nebraska. Happy hump day. Welcome to the morning hookup. Bill Hux, Will Wilson on a hump day. All the kids. I don't even know if the kids are awake yet with a day off of school. I wouldn't be. Screw that. Yep. I know two of mine are still asleep. One was awake, but I was here before he got awake. Ha! Take that. I don't know what it is about being young, because I remember doing it too when I was young like that. I would wake up early all the time. What do you now, mean? But thinking like, back on it, it doesn't make sense. No, it makes zero sense. I had a hard time getting up. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, me I think it's a, for me, like, for me and I think my wife as well, it's like, you know, the kids are off. You know, they, they get the opportunity to have the day off and sleep. Yeah. You're like, man, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Yeah. I always tell my kids, like, they're always like, I want to be, like, don't, don't accelerate getting old. Because <laughs> at some point, like, enjoy being in school. Enjoy playing sports. Because at some point, there's accountabilities, there's responsibilities. Yes. That is correct. Also, I know, I know it's, it hasn't started out there yet, but it looks like it's going to. Everyone be careful. Yeah, it looks kind of gross, right? Like, it's yeah. like, it looks very dark. There's and... like a sleep freezing rain, maybe some ice. Just be careful. Slow down. And if you don't have to go out, go find us. Just stay home. Okay? Because I'm tell- I promise you, everyone in this city that had the ability to is completely stocked up. I stopped at Hy-Vee yesterday. You did just we we did a fun deal last night at our house. It's make your own. It was make your own pizza night. Oh, I love doing that. Right, the, you know the bread. You know, get the maybe a, I did some flatbread, blah blah blah, whatever, and then a bunch of toppings. You get to make your own pizza. Yeah, I stopped there just for that yesterday. Uh-huh. Holy moly! A lot of people. A billion. Yeah, stocking up. They're doing the right thing. Also, <laughs> I know he's not here, but I know he would want us to tell you. Your mail can stay in the mailbox. Dane Todd. Dane Todd. This is for Dane Todd. Yeah. If it's icy or whatever, the mail is okay. Leave it there. You don't need to be outside walking around. Then don't. I mean, I, okay? I get what he's saying, and I always say this. You know, What if you get, like, a PS5 in the mail or something? Or, uh, you know, a, a jersey that you bought online. Then crawl. Crawl up there. Nobody wants to crawl on ice. Just stay off your feet. There's the opportunity. There's the chance you fall and get hurt. Dr. Dane Todd does not want to see you in that capacity. Well, doctors need to get paid, too. I know, but still, at what at he, Dr. Dane Todd would say, at what expense? Okay? <laughs> Plus, in the mailbox, most of the time, it's just bills. <laughs> yeah, who needs those? <laughs> yeah, right? I can't wait to get to the mailbox today. I know it's icy and sleeting outside. Man, the water bill's in there. I got to get it. That can wait. <laughs> okay. I've not paid the water bill bill before. Nothing happens. <laughs> Tell oh, you pay it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Here in a moment, we're going to have Robin Wash at HuskerLight.com joining us. Joining us. We're also going to do some fun NFL stuff today. We're going to kind of look I was gonna... into... 
Sorry, continue. No, you're good. You had something to say. It was go for it. I interrupted you. No, it's okay. I was calling a game at Southwest last night. Yeah, that's right. And I needed some food after. I didn't know what time Slim's closed. I drove by and it looked. What time did you get out? Um, it was like nine o'clock. They're open. God dang it. They're open. Well, next time I'll, they're I'll open. stop by. Yeah, I was over at your daughter's school. Yeah, they're open. No, she's at Pius. Oh, she's at Pius. Yep. yep. We were open. Come on, man. Sorry. Uh, NFL playoffs. We're going to look at the games, not pick them. Just going to look at them. Dr. Dane taught me on Friday. Help us with that. And then Will's going to have a little fun around 940. Would you rather NFL version? Yes. Have us put together. Would you rather? Kind of a new segment we'll be doing yeah. on the show. And we can take that. We've been talking about that. Would you rather? It could be any any sport, college basketball, NFL, whatever. Would you rather Huskers? Yeah. Ooh. Would you rather Huskers? There's Woo. so many ways we could go with this. What's trending at 10? And then also at 1020, we teased this yesterday. Looking at the current Husker roster. Not transfer transfers, new new ones. Current roster, current returning players. Who are you looking forward to see? And maybe who are you hoping can make some impact yes. that you haven't seen? So think about that. Two different ways to look at it. And then we're going to do a little college basketball at the end. And also, while we're getting Robin Washington, go to ESPNLincoln.com because I know a lot of you might be at home today or working from home. ESPNLincoln.com. Go enter a chance to win 2K. New year, new cash. That's the tone we always like. The boss is about to come on. HuskerLine.com. It's perfect timing because it is game day. It is game day, and I'm going to the game tonight thanks to Mr. Hooks. You're going to the game. Hopefully it's not too snowy. We could actually get there. We might put some snow on top of it. Let's see what happens. Robin, Robin. Hello. Robin Washit. What's, What's up, up Robin? What's the word? Hey. Well, ain't nothing yet. Kids are off school for no reason so far. <laughs> well, the freezing rain drizzle whatever has officially started at our house so oh okay okay we'll see. yeah we'll see. making its way making its way coming yeah along. it starts south and it's going to work its way north to you guys so yeah. just be patient all right well i'm not that patient i need to get up i need sorry guys will's going to take you home i gotta go see you hooks <laughs> so we got robin washington on the show yeah <laughs> um yeah you go ahead and you go ahead and start robin did off. you get a chance um I know I, I watched this uh, halftime in the second half, and I would never do this, but the uh, unique part of it, I don't know if you got a chance to see uh, Coach Tim Miles last night, mic'd up. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately I didn't tune in until the game was, I think they were down 15, so uh, you know, it was, wasn't very competitive, but yeah, it was cool to see see him back in action for first time in a long time. I, I, I hope they do more things like that, especially for those mid-major level games, um, you know, because for one, it was a it was a good matchup, uh, but when you add that element with those two coaching personalities, that's, that's good TV. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you thought that, because I thought it was interesting. I watched it, I think I caught it from uh, Coach Miles, his entire halftime, they were in the locker room during yeah. halftime, during the halftime stuff, um, just the conversations with officials, you know, by name. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting, but I also thought, oh my gosh, could you imagine, like having to like 
if you were ready to say something you really wanted to say, but then you're like, oh, I am mic'd up. Yeah, imagine if they did that for an Iowa game. And oh, oh my gosh, I'd be all so in. You, you have to be very selective with your matchup. Only certain coaches uh, have the ability to do that properly. Give me Frank Martin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me yeah. Bob Huggin, Frank Martin. Just line them up, let's go. Here's the, maybe just do like an uncensored one, like on like ESPN Plus or something, where you have to like actively go to find it, and like you could just get the whole unfiltered experience of a crazy coach on during a game. That I that would I would watch that. I would tune in for that. And, and of course, Kelly Pfeiffer was refing last so, night. He's, we so saw... Those two go way back between mm-hmm. Kelly and Tim. So. <laughs> I think it'd be the same as um, what we should do is somehow put like a pedometer on Coach Nate Louser during the game and a heart rate monitor. Oh yeah, yeah, heart rate that'd be off the charts with him. He's he's wired different. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Robin tonight, uh, Nebraska is going to be back. They're back at home, nine and nine, taking on ten and seven. Ohio State, they're on the on the skids a little bit. They've been struggling uh, t- to get wins. Uh, but they'll be back tonight. Hopefully the, this weather doesn't keep this crowd away because I, I imagine they're uh, for a 6 o'clock on a Wednesday. It could be a really good crowd, but uh, who knows. Uh, when you look at this matchup, um, what do you think? G- give me some thoughts on the break. You get Greasel back. Obviously, Gary going to be out for an extended time. Uh, what Nebraska needs to do to get a victory here tonight? Well, uh, you know, Nebraska always walks a fine line um, offensively. And now your best offensive rebounder is out of the equation for a while. I guess you said the good news, they get Sam back. You know, there's three players that Nebraska has to have in order to compete in most games. And um, Sam's one of them, Derek's one of them, and Juwan's one of them. So uh, without one of those three, it's still going to be tough. Um, and we don't know when Juwan's going to get back. Um, he's getting uh, another specialist visit today, um, which I, the more I think about it, the more concerned I am that, you know, we're, we're this far. Because he got injured on January 10th, right, against mm-hmm. Illinois. Mm-hmm. So it's now the 18th, and he's just now visiting a specialist, meaning that, um, you know, there, there might be some – layers to this one so we'll see how what comes out of it this morning i'm sure fred will give an update after the game um but as far as the game itself nebraska has to function at a really high level offensively you need cj wilcher to make shots in case they tominaga to come off and, and open things up on the perimeter um just because of ohio state they're not the biggest team but they're one of the most physical um, especially down low they get zed key back um, he's one of the more veteran big bodies in the post in the league. Uh, and so, you know, they're, they're a team that is really efficient offensively, um, for the season at least. Uh, so Nebraska has to operate at a high level. You know, they can't afford to have extended scoring droughts and, you know, missed opportunities um, because Ohio State, they don't make a lot of mistakes. Even during this four-game losing streak, they're still winning close games. Now, the flip side to that is they've been going through their own offensive struggles, Ohio State has, mm-hmm. where – uh, I think they've eclipsed 70 points once during this four-game losing streak. They've been held under 40% shooting the last two games. Um, so, you know, they've, they've got some stuff to figure out on their end. But, um, you know, for me, it always comes down to Nebraska and, and how well they shoot the ball. If, if they're a functioning offense, uh, they're going to have a chance just with the way that they defend and the energy that carries over to the defensive side when they are having some success 
offensively. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see just how big of an issue losing Juwan Gary ends up being. Um, you know, probably the biggest concern is Ohio State's one of the best rebounding teams in the, in the conference. I think they're second behind only Purdue in rebounding margins. They're going to crash the glass. And like I said, Nebraska's without um, arguably its best overall rebounder. So it's going to be all hands on deck on both ends of the floor, on the glass, offensively and defensively. Uh, this, this has to be a 40-minute total team effort uh, for them to have a chance. But, um, you know, it's, it's one of those games where if Nebraska considers itself a legitimate postseason team, you have to win this game, just like you had to win against Illinois, and they let that opportunity slip away. So um, their their margin for error is, is already uh, as razor thin as it's been all season, and this is, this is a must win if they want to really make a legitimate postseason push uh, towards the back half of this year. We're talking to Robin Washington. Robin, go back to uh, last week's Purdue game. You know, we were without yeah. Sam, and you know, I was actually kind of surprised about how close we kind of kept that game for a while in the in the first half. Was that because we were able to be hitting shots? I mean, Kisei got in and started doing his thing. Uh, is was that? I mean, what did you think of that game? Is that why we kind of hung with him for a little bit? I know we ended up losing by like nineteen eighteen, but what did you think? Um, you know, you kind of it's one of those games where you have to pick your poison, and once again, the, they went all in on stopping Zach Eady, and it worked to an extent. Um, two of his three worst scoring outputs of the season have come against Nebraska. The other one was when he only played like 20 minutes in a, you know, a bye game at the beginning of the year. So uh, Nebraska has effectively shut him down two games in a row now, and he's arguably the front runner for National Player of the Year. So that's, you know, that's, that's where it starts. The issue was, um, you know, the start of both halves, uh, Purdue was knocking down threes. Um, you know, that's that's kind of the nature of defending the way that they did. And, you know, Purdue made them pay early, but they cooled down at the end of the first half, allowed Nebraska to at least stay within reach. Um, you know, they got going to start the second half, but again, kind of um, fizzled out to an extent. So, I mean, that, that's the reason why uh, the score wasn't worse. Um, you know, Derek Walker did his thing. <laughs> he even hit a, his first three-pointer in 125 career games. Uh, so I mean, you know, but it just it was it was too much. You know, Nebraska just, they can't compete with most teams on their schedule, let alone Purdue, without two of those three guys I mentioned. And they didn't have Sam, and they didn't have Gary, and so so much was on Derek Walker, and nobody else really rose to the occasion to to help carry the load and. That happens again tonight, or any other game the rest of the year. Uh, it's going to be tough sledding for Nebraska. So I mean, Derek's going to be Derek. You usually know what you're going to get out of him, but they have to get somebody else. And the first guy I point to is C.J. Wilshire. Mm. With the minutes that he's playing, he has to produce more. He's got to get that shot going because if he can be, um, you, know, you remember back the last last year, he struggled the first half of last season and, and ended up shooting, you know, upwards around forty percent. Um, towards the back half of the, of the year. And if that can happen again, that gives Nebraska such a critical element to their offense where defenses have to get out of the paint, makes life easier for Derek Walker, uh, allows Sam to operate more one-on-one against smaller guards. I mean, like there's, there's such a ripple effect with having at least the threat of a legitimate three-point shooter on the floor. But CJ's really struggled. You know, he's had a couple hot games here and there, but um, again, for, for a guy that is having the role um, in this lineup that, that he's having, he's got he's to produce at a much higher rate than he has been. 
Yeah, you just hope for a guy like a kid like CJ, they can just see that first shot go through the hoop tonight. I think that <laughs> visualization of seeing that because even because I think the confidence starts to waver too because I but he only shot it what four times in twenty minutes last week uh, against Purdue, but hopefully that'll start to fall. Hey, Robin, I want to ask you about um, obviously I think this young man's minutes have increased. One, he's probably earned them, I'm sure. Also, with you know Gary being in and out here right now, but Jamarcus Lawrence. You've seen heavy minutes increase, 15, 22, and you're starting to see a little bit of some stat line get produced. What do you see out of Jamarcus, and uh, maybe what, what's his ceilings? I really like the way he plays. Yeah, a lot of that's out of necessity, um, just with the injuries and whatnot, but he's also uh, made his way into the rotation uh, because of his defense. You know, A lot of times, freshmen, that's, that's a hard thing for them to grasp. Um, especially as quickly as Demarcus has, um, but that—that's why he's getting the minutes that he has, is because he's defending it at a high level. Um, you know, he's taking some of the pressure off Emmanuel Bandamel um, as that kind of lead perimeter defender. So um, you know, that's that's where it starts. And you know, I don't know about this season, but looking ahead, like he's one of those guys that um, could be that perimeter threat Nebraska is desperately looking for mm-hmm. um, that, that's what he did he scored a ton of points in high school he shot you know um, upwards around 40 percent um, throughout his high school career at Roselle um, Catholic out in New Jersey uh, so you know he's he's an interesting player and the, if if he can defend consistently the way that he has been he's going to continue to see minutes you know especially with um, the, the limitations Nebraska has right now because of injuries, um, the opportunity is there. And if you want to look at kind of like a long-term bright spot, he's right there. Uh, Nebraska loses a lot next season. Um, you know, uh, yeah. so you lose Derek, you lose Sam, you lose Emmanuel. Uh, we'll see what Juwan does. But um, you know, he's one of the building blocks, I think, uh, as far as young guys that you can see some potential to build around. And the minute that he gets towards uh, you know the, these last few games, are going to be really critical in his experience and his development and, more importantly, his confidence. We're talking to Robin Washington. Robin, I wanted to ask you about recruiting because it's not something we haven't asked you about in a long time. And people are curious because Oyberg, you know, he's relied on the portal quite a bit, so people are really excited for him to finally get some actual recruits in here. What's going on on the recruiting trail? Well, not a lot. Uh, They missed out on uh, Bai Ndongo, the kid from Colorado, ended up committing to Rutgers over Nebraska. Um, and that that was really the, the only legitimate 2023 target um, on the radar. And so it kind of leads you to believe that the majority of the movement, uh, for one, depends on how many spots they have to fill um, come the, the annual off-season roster attrition. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what's available in the portal as, the year starts to wrap up. So I would imagine that once again, the majority of your spots are going to be handled through the portal. And um, if there are some late unsigned signees out there or unsigned recruits out there, um, they'll, they'll do their due diligence. But uh, the majority of the high school level recruiting we've seen from the staff has been with the 24 and 25 classes. Um, you know, I think a lot of it was, there's a lot of uncertainty about, the future and so you know they, they hit the portal hard this past off season and just kind of said you know we'll we'll cross the bridge for next season as it comes and you know they missed out on a couple of high school guys that they, they thought they had a chance with and now i would imagine the majority of the available spots right now i, I believe there are 
three or four. Obviously, they have Eli Rice signed, uh, the kid down at IMG Academy, who I'm really high on. I think that was a steal for Nebraska. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, but beyond that, maybe another high school kid, but I would I would guess the majority of the spots are going to be filled through the portal, and that's not a bad thing. I think a lot of people look at those, especially in basketball. Like, you know, it's a plug-and-play sport. Like, you don't need four- or five-year guys uh, to get good right away. Look at Kansas State. You know, they, they, they are a nationally top-ten rated team right now because of their work through the portal. So, I mean, if you get the right guys, it can happen very quickly. Nebraska just needs to figure out, once again, uh, to replace a good core that's kind of got them on the back track this year um, with, with another round of instant impact transfer guys. You add Eli Rice, you hope for continued development for some of these young guys like Jamarcus Lawrence, Denham Dawson, Wilhelm Breidenbach, Blaze Cada, um, and you know, hopefully you can put together another competitive product next season. Uh, Robin, kind of, again, same with basketball, kind of a, I don't know, it's more of an opinion now that I'm going to ask, or if Fred has maybe alluded to it at some point. Do you see a world where, because typically you always see the same starting five, and that's been history, and that's the kids that have earned it. But if, like, if a CJ continues to struggle, that you maybe see a Tamanaga get a start uh, from some energy perspective. Also, maybe <laughs> Wilhelm starting, I think, projected tonight, but maybe a Denim Dawson, who's a, a, you know, a defensive specialist, uh, that Fred might go to something like that to spark this team? Yeah, they're just kind of limited with their options. Yeah. Um, you know, Wilhelm and Denim are kind of interchangeable. Like, either of them could be a starter at that four spot with Gary out. Um, Wilhelm got the start in Juwan's place at Purdue. Um, a lot of that could be matchup based, where, mm-hmm. you know, when you're not playing seven foot four, 305 pounds, you don't need to go that big right away. And so you can alternate. Wilhelm Moore at the five with Derek. Um, so a lot of options as far as that goes. But, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, Casey Tomanaga, like, yeah. I think he's best off the bench. Like, you know, his, his defense is a, a bit of a liability, um, especially in conference play. And so you, you use him more as that kind of that offensive spark uh, in your rotation. Um, they tried to start him last year, didn't go so well. So um, I would say that's. I don't know how viable that option is. You know, Denham Dawson's a freshman. You know, Jamar Flores is a freshman. So, I mean, I guess depending on what the season is, maybe if you get to the point where postseason is not a realistic option, then, then maybe you do start experimenting with your younger guys and get them more of those opportunities to, to get legitimate minutes starting or not uh, to, to try to continue to build towards the future and, and get those guys, um, you know, an invaluable experience. So we'll – We'll see. Right now, I think um, you're not going to see any wholesale changes, but um, they're at a pretty critical point in their season right now um, to where they start continuing to lose games like tonight, um, you know, lose at Penn State, lose at Northwestern, or lose at home against Northwestern. Like Then maybe you can start having a little bit more serious discussions about shaking things up and, and maybe grooming more towards next season. Uh, Robin, last one. I um, I know you and I have had the conversation already, and I saw you yesterday. Um, are you okay going back to the next next press conference? Because I know that you and Coach Hoiberg had a quite a nonverbal exchange that almost got your media uh, pass uh, taken away. Sorry, my phone cut out there. Uh, you talking about, talking yeah. about Hoiberg? Yeah, yeah, your, oh, just, yeah. yeah, just your nonverbal, and maybe that your media pass almost got taken away. I'm, I'm unaware of this. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, unfortunately, Fred is a Minnesota Vikings fan, and oh. he uh, he. <laughs> so I, I showed up to the press conference, and you know, uh, I got to represent. And somewhere in my in one of my Giants, one of my mini Giants sweatshirts, and you know, I, I was like fun. I had my coat on over it, but you know, he looked at me. Oh, Rob, you said we lost it. The ice storm hit him. Oh, call him back. That's such a good story. The snowstorm got him. Is it already there? Oh, that's such a good story. About uh, Fred uh, being the Vikings fan and Robin Washington and the nonverbal exchange uh, that happened. It was It's awesome. I was with Robin yesterday and had a chance to catch up with him. So it's awesome. Um, you're calling him now? But uh, like you said, a, a critical game tonight for Nebraska. Critical game. Yeah, big. Critical game. Oh, he's calling you back in another line. Here he is. Robin Washington. I don't know where you lost me. Uh, just start from what? So you right walk in. The- you, you got Fred at the podium. He's a Vikings fan. You don't, you're not flying. You got your coat on, and you're like front and center because you're the guy. And then this happens. Yeah. So, again, I wasn't trying to, trying to flaunt on him, you know, the, but uh, – he uh, he gave me a look, and I just kind of casually opened my coat up to just make sure he saw the logo on my sweatshirt, and uh, he immediately waved me off and said, "No more questions from this guy." So, uh, you know, Vikings fans, you know, I get it. They're they're still a little salty. That was a tough loss. They had big goals for the season, but um, time heals all wounds. He'll he'll get over it. Hey, it's even better because um, Will Wilson's a Vikings fan too. So, oh, I'm sorry, Will. Not really. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. We've all been there, and I'm kind of happy for Giants fans because that's you know a lot of fun. You love how people when they say they're kind of happy for you. Yeah, well, really. let's be real. They I don't. Mean, they don't have Eli Manning, so they ain't winning the Super Bowl. That's for damn Ooh. sure. I got a guy that looks a lot like Eli Manning, um, but <laughs> he's a little quicker. You know, they could have been worse. They could have like lost to the Cowboys or something like that. Imagine that. Like that would suck. That's like the worst playoff defeat. Yeah, that that would suck. Um, so. Tonight, how how uh, if you give us a percentage, how what what percentage are you giving Nebraska tonight? No, I mean it's, it's hard to say just because of the injury situation. Like they they got to find a way to replicate what Juwan gives them with his production, with his energy, his leadership uh, against, like I said, one of the best rebounding teams in the conference. So that that's going to define the game. Uh, last I checked, Nebraska was a five point dog. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see. Uh, again, it just comes down to can they hit shots? And that's been such a coin flip night in, night out. And more often than not, the answer is no. And so if they continue to shoot like they have, can they defend at an elite level for 40 minutes and, and keep the game close um, you know, in, into the under four mark in the second half? If they can, then sure, they're going to have a chance. But you know, Ohio State is a team that's desperate as well. They have to win this game. They've, they've lost four in a row. Uh, and they're sitting in a in a real precarious spot as far as their postseason goals are concerned. So this is a pretty critical game for both teams, and whichever team is, is more dialed in from start to finish uh, is going to have a chance. I, I picked Ohio State to win. Um, I picked Nebraska to cover. So take that for what it is. Uh, my record is not great. <laughs> so Your, uh, uh, your record against the spread means. is the same as Nebraska's record. Yeah, so basically, again, it shows that I have no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, they they have certainly have a chance um, at home. 
I'm, it's unfortunate that the weather is what it is because they need a home crowd. They're a much better team when they win the host. But I will say that if, if Nebraska can find a way to get any sort of semblance of consistency on offense and if they can hold their own on the glass, they have every opportunity to win this game. Uh, I won't tell you, Robin, score prediction. You have to go to HuskerOnline.com to check that out. But I would probably say, based on your score prediction, you're going to give Nebraska about a 46% chance. Yeah, sounds good. I'll put it between 40 and 45. There you go. See? um, Robin, uh, boy, um, it looks like now, I think as we've been sitting here, I know your phone is buzzed, so is mine. All of our fantasy football lineups are now officially in. Nice. Are you ready to rock and roll? Yeah, I am. I've lost all my key guys. So basically, like, here's the worst case scenario. Like, I needed Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl to have a chance at winning this thing. That's like nightmare situation. So, uh, you know, I hope that my fantasy prospects continue to just blow up in my face. That means good things are happening in the actual real football world. I was going to say you're at that. You're at the mercy now. You want one thing, but also that your Giants will be hopefully taking down the number one Eagles. Yeah. So I mean, like either way, so it's a win-win. Yeah. Like. You know, the, the Giants win, the Giants are going to the NFC Championship. And then it's Giants back. lose, then, you know, the, the Robins fantasy football team is still on track to, to push for a title. So yeah, there you go. We're all, could be worse. They're a worse situation. Again, I was going to say good luck, but we already talked about that. Nobody means that when they say good luck. Yeah, you, you don't say that. No. Unless, unless you're basically trying to throw a four-letter word at a guy. Yeah, and we get a lot of those so, in that text group. So, all right, Rob, man, we'll get you out of here, man. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, say, uh, drive safe down to the arena tonight. I'll be I'll be in Hooks' we'll, seats tonight. We'll, by the way, yeah, Will will come right. see. He'll be in my seats. Ty originally was having baseball practice, and I'm like, Will, you should go to the game. So he's got my seats tonight. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. Well, I, I'm very curious to see what the crowd looks like. Hopefully, it's a good one. So, all right, Rob, man, we appreciate you, brother. Take care. I'll talk to you yeah. soon. See you, see you, Robin. Robin Washington, com. Good stuff, right there. I love the fact that he like he yesterday. He showed me how he opened up the coat and showed his giant sweatshirt to Coach to Fred. And Fred's like, "No more from you." Next question. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. Come on, Robin. I love it. I love it. So, all right, hey, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, let's jump in the NFL and let's talk about it. Let's go through those four games real quick, and you know the ins and outs a little bit. We'll make it uh, turn it over because we also want to get to would you rather NFL version. So let's take a break and we'll be right back.